afternoon, everybody. We're delighted that you're here. Thank you so much for coming. And uh, this is a, a, a great weekend, and we've got a lot of people with their family and others are out of town, and, but uh, we're grateful for all of you that are here. It's been uh, a great, you've been standing, go ahead, sit down. You've been, never wanna take advantage of you. And uh, um, we have seen a, a notable, miraculous improvement with Jay Bourne. And so we are very, very, I mean, in the last two weeks, it, it's really, it, I mean, by all appearances, his, his marrow was dead. The marrow in his bone was dead. As of yesterday, it is normal, and it's producing the cells and the, and uh, uh, so they're taking him off a lot of this medication, and um, he's gaining weight, and uh, he walked four miles, I think, one day this past week. So that's a big deal. It's a big deal, and so we're grateful for that. I have a friend in Illinois. His name is Devin Polanski. Devin, if you're watching, I love you. He called me this week. His little boy was hemorrhaging and, and, and just every, everything. They were rushing him to the hospital in St. Louis. He was so critical. And, um, and, and, and so many of you prayed, and I'm so grateful for that option. Uh, my wife has a prayer meeting every morning at 8 for women. If you're not a part of that, uh, 7.30, and uh, uh, it's, uh, they're having fun, so uh, all I'm saying is if you want to join, join. My, my wife has become a Zoom expert, and um, so uh, there's been some good things that have come out of this corona thing, and uh, so, um, but uh, I interrupted one of her prayer meetings and said, you have to pray for this little boy, and and they called um, Saturday, and the little boy woke up in the hospital and just said, I'm very hungry, Daddy. Could you get me something to eat? And, um, and they took him home. They took him home yesterday, and it was, it was very, very serious. And so they, they just wanted me to thank you for your prayer um, to our youth team and all the people that worked at this fireworks deal. Man, it, it, was, it was double. They made uh, uh, twice as much as they've ever made before. So, uh, hallelujah. Uh, thank God for all the townships that canceled their fireworks displays. And uh, so that sure did work out good for our missions projects for our young people. And uh, Draylon is in New Orleans with a team today. Brother Trinacost is launching two services and so we're glad that he's doing that. So there's just been a lot of very, very good things that have happened. And, um, and um, uh, brother, brother Pacheco was here in the early service with his brother Ben. Uh, ben, ben said, I belong to First Church Littleton, Colorado. That's what he told me. So uh, he said, we watch this church every Sunday we don't miss. And uh, so we didn't even know we had a daughter work in Colorado, but we do. And uh, I told him we we're expecting a lot of money to come out of that church in Colorado. And, uh, but uh, 
We, we are grateful that uh, this thing has been watched by so many people and to all of you that are with us now online. We love you and uh, our First Church family in Canada who are not permitted to cross the border right now. We, we miss you and we will anticipate being with you very soon. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You've been standing, so please remain seated. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. So my subject today for you to consider will simply be, it, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. I, uh, I fell in love with a, a great preacher years ago named G.T. Haywood, Garfield Haywood. He was a, a, a pastor in Indianapolis. Um, uh, he died in 1931, I believe. Um, but I, I, my dad had a couple pamphlets from him and I wanted to be a preacher. So I started reading and um, um, Haywood had this concept that it came from Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. I am God and there is none else. I am God and there's none like unto me, declaring the end from the beginning. And so that's where I, I, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm I'm aping and parroting what that man said. But uh, if you want to understand the end, you have to be a student of the beginning. And, um, uh, the, here, here's, here's a verse in the beginning. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, fowl of the air, cattle, the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him Male and female created he them. So my question is, since man was made in the image of God, so the question is simple. Well, what is God's image? And um, uh, there's this, these, these are controversial verses by, by in, in some areas. Uh, the people who... Um, our adherents of the theory of the Trinity, they use verse 26 strong, let us make man. They say, see there, there's the Trinity. There's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit back there colluding together to make man. Um, my, my problem with that is it's very hard for me to turn us into three. I don't doubt that it's a plural word. Um, us is plural, our is plural. Um, but if, you're, if you ever get around Orthodox Jewish people, and of course the Old Testament is written in Hebrew, all of them. It's one reason why Jewish people don't 
have any confidence in Christianity because a lot of Christianity is Trinitarian. And um, the Jews are great adherents of Deuteronomy. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And um, their deal is, uh, if you don't understand the numerical integrity of God, you don't know much about the God you're serving. And uh, God is not three persons. God is one. And um, the people that really study and are great teachers of the Hebrew language, they will never use verse 26 to prove the theory of the Trinity because they know it won't hold scrutiny under close examination. This is a, what is known as a grammatical complement. Whenever the queen goes anywhere, the queen of England, they never say she's coming or she will be there. It's we will be there, even though she comes by herself. They use plural words to describe majesty. It's the same thing in Hebrew. You use the biggest words in your vocabulary to describe people that deserve greater honor than Joe Sixpack on the sidewalk. And uh, when you're dealing with God, you do not use terms very appropriate to say, let us, because it is a, it's called the plurality of majesty. They're doing whatever they can to exalt the one in this particular verse. If that's not enough, you go to the very next verse. It says, let us make man in our image. Us is plural, our is plural. My question is, then how many men did they make? And the answer is one, because there is only one image. And uh, so that's why in the very next verse it says, so God created man in his plural own, or his singular own image, singular. So in order, let's use scripture to explain scripture. In Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, it said, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ, comma, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. There's a pretty good hint right there. When you go to Colossians chapter 1, Verse 13 said, we have been taken out of darkness and we have been translated into the kingdom of the Son. And it says, we have redemption through his blood, through the Son's blood, even forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God. So who is the image of the invisible God? The answer is in verse 13, the Son, okay? Here's Hebrews chapter one. God, who in various, who at sundry times in divers manners, who at various ways spoke in the past to our fathers by prophets, today is speaking unto us by his son. And in the description of that, it says in verse three, who being the brightness of his glory, watch this closely, and the express image of his person. The word persons, plural, is never used in the Bible. Only the word person. And this is the only place in the Bible that word is ever used. And um, 
The word express means soul, uh, not S-O-U-L, but S-O-L-E, soul, unique, one of a kind, can't be reproduced. So if you, you put these three verses together, it, it seems pretty obvious what the image of God is, Jesus Christ. And so that's why in 1 Timothy 2 and 5, it says, there is one God. And there's one mediator between God who is spirit and men who are flesh. The man, Christ Jesus. Remember, God is spirit. Vision, now, again, here we go again. You have a spirit. I have a spirit. Angels are spirits. Demons are spirits. Satan's a spirit. They all get a little s. In the Bible, there's only one spirit that gets an uppercase S, a capital S, and that's, of course, Spirit of God. Ephesians 4 and 4 said there's one spirit, capital S. John 4, 24, God is a spirit. If you look at your Bible, the A is in italics, which means it wasn't there. The translators put it in. This is what the Greek says, God is spirit. He is that one supreme spirit. So that's why Jesus appeared after he resurrected to his disciples minus Thomas. They said, you should have been here. He said, I don't believe anything you guys are saying. I'm, unless I can actually touch him, feel the wounds, feel the depression in his side, I'm not going to believe. So a couple of days later, guess what? Jesus shows up. He says, here I am. And it's in Luke 24, verse 39. He's saying this to Thomas. Behold my hands and my feet. Where the scars were. In the hands and in the feet. It is I myself. Handle me and see. For a spirit hath not flesh and bone as you see me have. The Greek word here is hologram. Like you've got that little shiny thing on your credit card. They, they, they believed that they could stick their hand right through him because he was an apparition. He was a ghost. He said, a spirit doesn't have a corporal body. Touch me. I've got flesh and bone. So that explains this verse. It's in John 1 and 18. No man has seen God at any time. Why? God's a spirit. Can't see that. But watch this. The only begotten son has declared him. The only way you could see God was if he chose to let you see him. He did this by wrapping his spirit in flesh. Because there's only one legal liquid that can deal with sin, and that's blood. If God remains spirit, he can't redeem any of us. So God himself wrapped himself in flesh. Jesus is not Jehovah Jr. The son is not the second person in a trio of beings. Listen to this phrase, the son of God. What is God? Spirit. What is son? Flesh. That's why it says the mediator is the man, Christ Jesus. Because when you say the son, see if 
if, if there was God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, which you can't find those phrases in the Bible. You can find God the Father. You'll never find God the Son. You'll never find God. You'll find the Son of God, but not God the Son. Why? Look at the, look at the syntax. Look at the way it's, it's written. God is spirit. Son is flesh. So when you say the Son of God, you're talking about the flesh of the spirit. There's only one spirit. There isn't a spirit of the Father, separate from the spirit of the Son, separate from the Holy Spirit. There's just one spirit. You can call that spirit God. You can call that spirit Father. You can call that spirit Holy. There's just one spirit. Quit thinking in terms of three persons. Think in terms of two dimensions, flesh and spirit. If God remains spirit, he can't help anybody. So God takes on flesh. That's why they asked Jesus, we want to see the Father. And he said, I've been here for three years. And you still haven't figured this out yet? He that has seen me has seen the Father. Why? He was the visible manifestation of the invisible God. That's why man was made in the image of God before God even had an image. Because the image starts at Bethlehem. But 1 and 26 and 27 said man was made in God's image. But God doesn't have an image until Bethlehem. That's why when you read Romans chapter 5, it compares the first Adam and the last Adam. The Adam of the garden and Jesus Christ, who's referred to as the last Adam. But the Bible said that the first Adam was made in the similitude or the likeness of him that was to come which means God knew exactly what he was gonna look like when he took an earthly set of duds out of layaway and wrapped himself in flesh. It, I, it's, I, I can't prove this, I think it's probable, but uh, not provable. I believe if Jesus walked in that door and Adam walked in that door, I believe they're identical twins. Either way, he was a man. When God came to the planet, he didn't come looking like a woman. He came as a man. Adam was a man. It's trying to show you something. The image of God was Jesus Christ. But Adam was made in the image before there was an image, which tells me, since Jesus is 4,000 years after Adam, he had to have the first 4,000 years planned out. I think he's got longer than that. See, when you study Hebrew, the word create means to plan. The word make means to bring to the point of accomplishment. That's why at the end of chapter one and the beginning of chapter two, in Hebrew, it's very clear. It said God rested from all he created to make. His creation is done, but his work's not over. It's all planned out, but all of his plans have not been revealed yet. That's the beauty of prophecy. And so, it is very obvious to me, <laughs> God had a plan from the beginning. We have a word, word, W-O-R-D, in your Bible. But in the original language, there are two Greek words for the English word. One is rhema. This is where Romans 10, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. W-O-R-D in Romans 10 is rhema. It means personalized 
word. In other words, it's not enough just to come to church and listen to somebody preach. You have to take the word that is being preached and you have to personalize it and say, I need to hear that. I believe that. That's where faith comes. Faith is engrafted word. You gotta put it in your spirit. And, and, And that's rhema, a rhema word. But in John 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning was the word. But that's not rhema, that's logos, which has several ways to translate. It is most often translated word, but it can be translated mind, will, plan. So it's grammatically correct to say, in the beginning was the plan, and the plan was with God, and the plan was God. That's why I, I've always thought all my life the first prophecy is Genesis 3, where there's going to be enmity between my kids and your kids, and uh, I'm going to step on your head. Um, my, I'm going to, my heel's going to get bruised in the process, but I'm going to destroy your influence. And so most people say that's a prophecy about Calvary. And, uh, and I believe that because he was a serpent and uh, said, you're going to eat dust all the days of your life. There are two ways to look at that. That, 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 that's not just curse, that's, that's, that's a mission statement because we are dust and his job is to eat it. All, his, all of it, he's gonna do everything he can to gobble us up. But it's really hard to open your mouth when you got a size 12 boot on your head. That's why Jesus said, God given you power over serpents and scorpions. Serpents bite you with the head, scorpions bite you with the tail. Jesus is saying, heads or tails, you win. I'm going to step on this thing. That's why it says, how beautiful are the feet, the feet of the body of Christ, which is the church. I could go on and on. Have your feet shod. Uh, it's just, there's so many verses here. It's amazing. But, but, but what I'm trying to get across to you is, 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 is very obvious to me that the first prophecy is not Genesis 3. I think the first prophecy is in Genesis 1 and 27, or 26, rather. Let us make man in our image. Now, I know Old Testament is Hebrew, New Testament is Greek, but listen to this in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us. Everybody say us. With all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Next verse. According as he hath chosen us. Repeat that. Us. In him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy without blame before him in love. Here's verse five. Having predestinated together us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Here we go again. To the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. I think we're the us. I think 26 is a prophecy saying there's going to be a day when he is going to work in, in, in collusion with someone else to affect the world. I think God is saying, let's you and me work together to build people, not just with the image, but with the likeness. Because man was made in God's image, but not in his likeness. David said, I won't be content till I wake in his likeness. Beloved, now we the sons of God doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him. 
This likeness is much further. Image means hollow shell. Likeness means manifest person of. In other words, God doesn't want just because he came to the earth looking like a, like, like a man, just because I look like a man, that's not enough. I have the image. I don't have the likeness. I need more than just to look like a man. I need the spirit of the last Adam to live in my life. That's the duty of the church. God is saying, you and I, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. That's why it says in Isaiah, declaring the end from the beginning. Have you ever heard this verse? As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. That's what he did in creation. It was not, he called it, it happened. But he saw it before it ever showed up. That's why this whole thing is about Abraham. Consider not his own body dead, believed. I mean, guys, what, 90 years old? It's pleasing to have kids. That's amazing, but it happened. It happened, and that's why he declared the end from the beginning. So, let's go to the end. And let's go to the last chapter in the book of Revelation. This is not the last verse. I think 21 or 22 is the last verse. Here's 17, at Revelation 22 and 17. And the spirit and the bride say, come. Let him that heareth say, come. Let him as a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him drink the water of life freely. He declared the end from the beginning. He called things that were not as though they were. It is obvious from the beginning, God saw a throne. Saw him sitting on that throne in flesh. Saw around that throne an amazing throng that no man could number. Ladies and gentlemen, hell wasn't built for men and women. Hell was built for Satan and his fallen angels. But the Bible said hell's enlarged yourself. Hell's added on. Why? Business is good. Knock Satan all you want, but he's very good at what he does. I've heard all my life, will of God, will of God, will of God. The will of God is not the determining factor. I'll prove it to you. It's not his will that any should perish, but a lot of them have, and a lot of them will. Watch what the word says. From the beginning, he saw it. He declared the end from the beginning. So if I go to the end, this is what I see. I see the Lord sitting on a throne, and around that throne is an amazing throng. And you're there, and I'm there. I believe that from the beginning, God saw us around his throne. With that in mind, he called us. Yes. <laughs> he called you. And you were, you were wise enough to answer that call. I, my dad was the first one that, 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 that I was just a kid. Someone came and they were talking about how bad they were and just on and on and on. And when it was all said and done, I still, my dad, remember my dad talking to Carney said, I don't go in for people that exalt their past. I don't go in for all that stuff. It's just, 
I gave up cigarettes. Yeah, you gave up lung cancer. Okay, I, I had to give up booze. You gave up cirrhosis of the liver. Okay, uh, on and on you can go. I didn't give up nothing to serve Jesus Christ. I hitched my wagon to a star when I found the Lord. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. But when you read the word, it said, I couldn't even come to him unless he was drawing me. I responded as you responded to the drawing power of the Lord when he's calling. Many are called, but not everybody's gonna answer the call. But if you'll answer the call, this is what it says. He called them and then he justified them. So how, what does that mean? This is what I think that means. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, be not deceived. I, 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 I have a friend going through a, a, a seminary right now in Texas, silver, 60 years old, trying to get another doctorate degree so he can minister in hospitals. And, and, and he called me this week out of his mind, livid, just absolutely livid. He said, first time, all of a sudden I got this teacher who all into this global warming thing. And he said, this thing hasn't happened for 62 million years. He said, we're destroying this planet. 62 million years ago it happened. My friend Charles said, I guess it was them Chevy Suburbans that did it back then too, right, sir? Craziness. Goes to the next class. Teacher saying, I strongly recommend people to have premarital sex because uh, they, they don't know if they're gonna be good partners or not, compatible. I strongly, and he said, what do you think about that, Mr. Russell? And he said, well, sir, I find it really hard to believe that you would have the, 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 the courage to, 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 to advise your congregants to do something that so obviously in the word of the Lord is wrong. What is your definition of adultery? Listen, be not deceived, fornicators. Have any fornicators here? Used to be fornicators. Greek word is pornea. It's where we get the word pornography from. Anybody here ever seen pornography? I have. Am I the only honest one in the bunch? Don't answer that question. I'm trying to be brutally honest in front of you right now. Fornicators, idolaters. Back then they worshiped idols. It still goes on. We are worshipers. I don't have to teach you to worship. What I've got to teach you is what to worship. We all worship something. And there's, forn there's idolaters, there's adulterers. Is there anybody in this room here that had sex before marriage? Is there anybody here that, 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 that have been unfaithful to your spouse? Don't answer that question. Effeminate. Don't... <clears throat> It's not talking about homosexuality. It's talking about acting for a man to act like a woman. You don't do that, okay? Abusers of themselves with mankind. There you get into homosexuality. Thief. Anybody here ever steal anything? I have. I remember the first thing I ever stole. I still remember it. I stole something from a kid named Aaron McCreary in church. He had these chocolate things and he was just eating them going, mm, mm, mm. he looked the other way. I swiped them around the parking lot, ate the whole thing. It was horrible. But I still remember stealing that. I still remember. I still remember a, a, a lime green guitar this long that my cousin Brian O'Connell had and he wouldn't let me have it. He looked the other way and I stole it. 
I have no idea what happened to the lime green plastic guitar, but here I am, I'm 63, and I still remember stealing the guitar. I still remember stealing the chocolate drops. Yes, I've been a thief. Yes, I've been a thief. Look at this, covetous. Did you ever want something that's not yours? Wanted it really bad? What about drunkards? Anybody here ever get drunk? I never got drunk. I, 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 I had some, some strong communion wine one time. When I was an evangelist, I was broke. I mean broke. We were in Florida at Christmas. Didn't have enough money to come home. Didn't have any cash. All I have is a credit card, but I'm freshly, I'm newly married. Got to take your sweetheart out for Christmas dinner. So I took her to this big, looked like a boat, had a restaurant in it. Man, it was a great spread. They had eggnog, little glasses. Man, I, I'd never had eggnog before. I, I pounded a couple of them dudes down. Finally, I took my water glass back up to that guy and I said, fill her up, Bo. And I said, that's great. What, what, why is it so good? He said, for sir, we use nothing but the finest Puerto Rican rum. And I went, oh, shoot. Why'd you have to tell me that? I didn't know. I, I, I watched Red Skelton on television when I was a kid. He'd drink something and he'd go, and he go, mm, smooth. I watched them old Westerns and them boys would just hit them little shot glasses like that. That's what I thought booze was. This was sweet, man. It was great. Fill up the water. So if I had some booze, yeah, I've had some. Never got drunk to where I'd lost control, but I had some booze. You know, it's just there. Revilers, you ever revile God? It's there. Have you ever, have you, have you ever, ever been an extortioner? Did you ever squeeze on somebody to get something that's not yours and use the information that you had or some reason to get, that's what this is all about. Fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves and mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkard, revilers, extortioners, and such were some of you, but you're washed. You are sanctified. You are justified. How did you get justified? By the name of the Lord Jesus in baptism and by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. What a day. Do you remember when you got baptized? I do. Do you remember the first time you was filled with the Holy Ghost? I do. Changed my life. Why? He justified me. It's not original with me. Someone years ago said justification means just as if I had not sinned. I felt clean. I felt pure. All my, all the guilt was gone. All that condemnation is gone. He justified me. But it's not over at that. The Bible said he's going to glorify you. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption, whereby you cry, Abba, or Daddy. For the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we're the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer together with him, we will also be glorified together. Listen, 
Our conversation is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. For this corruptible must put on corruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. When this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that's written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory. Sting of death, sin, strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God that give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is never in vain. It's going to be a glory. He's going to present it to himself. A glorious church. I can go on and on and on. We don't have time. Listen to me. This was the plan from the beginning. He saw us. He called us. We responded to the call. We've been justified by his name. We've been filled with his spirit. But it's not over. He's going to glorify us. What does that mean? I don't know, but it's going to be exciting. I am 63 years old. I can't do baseboard anymore. I can't do hardwood floor anymore. My knees hurt. That guy that was up here right before me, Brother Gibbs, has been in bed all week long because he lifts 150 pound windows all week long. Watch his daddy walk like he's 90 years old. John, all banged up and brutalized. I don't want that for him, but I know this body wears out. And I'm talking to somebody right now. You young people, you say, ain't never gonna happen to me. Yes, it is. You're going to wake up and them knees are going to scream and that back's going to ache and you're going to go, ow, 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 It's why every morning I wake up, I call ass to get down here and put my socks on for me. I can put my own socks on, but it hurts a lot. So I got a daughter that will help me put my socks on. This body's wearing out, but not forever. This mortal is going to put on immortality. This corruption is going to put on incorruption. I'm going to be able to... And I'm going to be any pain there. I know that because God himself's going to wipe away all tears. There's not going to be no night, not going to be no sickness. Heaven's not just famous for what it has. It's just as famous for what it doesn't have. Hang on. Be faithful. I'm done. Victor Jackson's going to be here next week. You want to be here. If you want, some of you need to come both services. Some of them want to come both services. Watch Victor Jackson, latest thing on YouTube right now. Why? Because the governor of California just said, you can't sing in church. And Victor Jackson went out of his mind and he said, no, you're not telling us that. We'll comply as long as we possibly can, but you're not stopping our worship. You're not going to stop us laying on of hands. We are, this, you've gone too far. You are not going to stop the way we magnify our God. We're doing our best to be nice and respectful, but this government will push and push and push and push. Where is the line where you're going to have to stand up and say, I'm not crossing that line. I'm not shutting my mouth. I'm not going to be a, let a stone take my place. I'm not just playing to the crowd and trying to work you up here. Are you willing to die for something? I mean that. There's got to be a place where you say, uh-uh, 
Uh-uh. Are you going to look silly? Yes. What do you think that means when it says we are peculiar people? What do you think that means we are fools for Christ? What do you think that means that we are ambassadors? We are a foreign representation from another land. This government doesn't know how to praise God. They don't go to church. They have no concept of what we have experienced. And they're going to tell me how to act in church? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm doing... I'm doing I'm doing, we'll make some changes for next week. We'll change the services. One of them, will, we're asking you strongly, the ones that come, to wear a mask. Why? We have people from First Church that want to come to church. They're hesitant. I respect that. I'm trying my best to be kind, and I'm going to continue to be kind. Our governor has imposed this until the 21st of July. We'll, we'll play along the best we can, but I'm singing neath the mask. And I, I, I'm not preaching with no mask. I'm not letting these singers sing with a mask. I, I, it's just, if you don't like that, I, 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 I'm really sorry about that. But, I, but I, I'm asking you, don't get bitter. If you're watching me online and this is bugging you and driving you crazy, don't let the enemy get an advantage over you and a root of bitterness get inside of you. I'm asking you, above all, church that's here, church that's all, the virtual church, be kind to one another. That's what glory is. That's the visible manifestation of the presence of Jesus Christ. And when we act like him, that's as much glory as you're ever going to get. All right? We're going to be respectful. I don't want nobody getting sick. I don't want no, I'm doing the best I possibly, and God's been very good to us, and we've been protected. I'm grateful. I, re, I got a friend that died named Eli. He had complications way beyond Corona. And him and I talked about this before in Chicago, and we both agree, you're indestructible till God's done with you. Okay, if Corona wants to take me, fine, take me. If it doesn't get me, something's gone. I know my lungs, my lungs are my weakness. When I die, it's probably gonna be in my lungs. Okay, fine, got that settled, let's go on. I talked to someone recently, and they said, I'm so afraid. I said, listen, you deal with death every day. And they said, what? I said, do you believe you're gonna live forever? They said, no. I said, you know and I know we're both gonna die, right? Yes, sir. I said, then why aren't you terrified about that right now? You have the ability, even though we all know we're gonna die, we have a God-given ability to set that aside and just enjoy the day. If you can do that with dying, you can do that with the fear that's trying to grip this country and this world right now. I'm not saying be stupid. I'm not saying to neglect. I'm not saying that. I'm saying don't live in fear because fear has torment. Let's praise Lord Jesus right now. Lord, we lift you up in this house right now. Father, thank you for calling us. Thank you for justifying us. We're looking forward to being glorified. Be a part of a glorious church without a spot, without a wrinkle, without a blemish or any such thing. I'm asking you, God, right now, people in this room right now that are sick in their body by the authority of your word, power in the name, Jesus, from my left to my right, from the back to the front, I'm asking you to heal. Do a mass healing in this room here right now. Lord, if there's anybody wants to be laid on with hands, we're ready to do that right now. We're not taking laying on of hands out of church. We're not taking that out of our arsenal. We're asking you, God, right now, if you're in this room right now and you want somebody to lay their hands on you, we're prepared to do that. We'll do it as 
as, as, as whatever, as antiseptically possible. We'll do every, we'll cross the T's and dot the I's. But if you want somebody to lay their hands on you, you're not gonna be able to walk out of here and say, we didn't offer that to you right now. Amen. You can have that right. If you've never been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, there's the water. It's already warm. We already got the clothes. You don't have to get your clothes wet. We even got a hairdryer for you. We'll give you a new set of socks if you need a new set of socks. We're doing everything. Here's water. What hinders you to be baptized? In the book of Acts, it said he commanded them to be baptized. That's not please. Would you like to? It was like, get your carcass up in that water right now and get baptized in Jesus' name. Why? I've never seen anybody get baptized and they went, Ew. Oh, that's disgusting. I'm now, why did I ever let you talk me into that? Everybody I've ever seen come out of baptismal waters, had their hands in the air, a fresh smile on their face, because they just lost 100 pounds of sin. They just lost 150 pounds of condemnation. It's on the bottom of the sledge on that, on that baptistry. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Lord, we're, we're doing the best we know how. I know we can do better somewhere. And if you inspire our hearts, we'll obey you. But we're doing the best we know how right now. But I tell you what, Lord, I see that prayer forming on my lips already. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Father, I'm believing you for a revival in the church and a harvest of souls. But we've had it really cushy for a long time. We've had it real nice for a long time. But right now we're getting just a little bit nervous. Now we're starting to get that mother voice imposing their restrictions upon us. And we're gonna to have to decide where do we draw the line? Are we gonna be Daniel and continue to open up them doors and pray? Or are we gonna shut them doors and quiet our voice? I'm asking you God and believe in you right now where your glory showed up in the lion's den. That poor man could have shut his mouth and shut his window, but the glory was revealed when he had the courage to keep on praying. I'm asking you, God, right now to let a spirit of courage, not foolishness, not stupidity, not arrogance, but God-given confidence, courage to come among us. This is our chance to shout and shout. In Jesus' name, let's sing. Fourth of July, fireworks, fireworks, filled, filled with the Holy Ghost and with fire. This is fireworks, fire always works,
Thank you.